Welcome back to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet. I'm glad you're here with me today and with my guest, Eli Vasquez. He's going to tell you his story, and we're going to talk a little bit about what his mission is in this, in this world. And I'm just excited to have him here with us today. Eli, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Gourmet. I'm doing pretty good. Just another nice Sunday. There we go. There we go, man. So we're going to kick it off by asking this question, and that is, take us into your story, man, and, and tell us why you belong on the Fat Guy Forum. Well, um, I've been essentially morbidly obese for most of my life. Uh, I was actually born a pretty big baby, and um, I, I pretty much went through my entire high school year, my entire early 20s, just being, I was, I was 365 pounds, I think at my heaviest. And I, you know, just decided that it was time to step up. I, I ran into some problems with my physical being and my uh, career due to my morbid obesity. And it was time to change that. I just, I couldn't deal with it anymore. I was, you know, depressed. I, you know, couldn't walk right. There was, there was just a lot of problems I was dealing with and I, I was just tired of it. So I decided to step up, you know? Sure. Uh, had that, can had you that take, switch. can you take us into those problems? Just to, you know, take us a little bit into that to let us know what, what that life was like for you when you were at your heaviest. Oh yeah, man. Um, well, I have sleep apnea. I, um, I actually still use a CPAP machine currently, but I'm hoping when I get down to a lower weight that I can actually get myself off of that. So I dealt with sleep mm -hmm. apnea for a long, long, long time. Um, still do. Uh, I had mobility issues with my ankle because when I was a bigger guy, I was still extremely active. Like I still like to go around, walk around, hang out, you know, do things. Um, and my ankle started hurting really, 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 really bad a couple years ago. Um, and it actually caught up with me to the point where I was like limping around and I couldn't walk right uh, last last year, 2018, early 2018, which is starting to affect my work to where I was working is I work at a manufacturing uh, facility, you know, where you got to be on your feet, you're moving around. Um, Ironically enough, it's a health and nutrition manufacturing facility where we make like health supplements and stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, that was that, that's interesting. But uh, and on top of that, you know, it's just the, the overall like depression, the self body image, just not feeling comfortable with myself, not feeling confident with myself. Um, you know, dealing with that mental affliction and uh, the physical affliction and you know, all of that kind of combined was starting to affect my career as well. I started calling in at work more. Um, I actually received a uh, disciplinary for my attendance because of my calling in due to just me feeling like crap all the time. Mm. And that was one of the biggest things that made me realize that, hey, I really need to change something because if I don't, I'm going to lose my job. And it was a, it's a pretty good paying job. And I got other people like that depends on me working. So, you know, it's it was a real kick in the stomach to realize that I had let myself go to the point where I was affecting my livelihood and my mobility. 
For sure, man. And up yeah. to that point, like, do you think that had had your weight just been like a an like a kind of a side issue in your life? Had it been a focus? Was it were you were you like a chronic dieter? What was what was it like when you were growing up big? Uh, for me, it like was never really like I never thought of it in the forefront of my mind because a lot of my friends were all so big. I was kind of in that uh, mm. I was in that that circle that kind of perpetuated that kind of life. Um, my my family wasn't big, and they always took issue with my weight, but because you know they were my family and they, you know, they were they were trying to help, but I didn't really see it as helping, you know, cause they, they would make, cause I, I come from a traditional like Hispanic family and they're, they don't really mince words, you know? So every time I go to mm. family gatherings, they give me the whole, Oh, you still uh, packing the, that weight, you know, you need to lose some weight. Da, 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 da. So I just kind of disregarded it. Uh, you know, just didn't value their opinions, I guess. Cause you know, they're a family. I'm like, Oh, they're just saying that, whatever, you know? Sure. Um, so, so my family took issue with the way, but I never really took too much issue. I, I mean, as as far as growing up uh, obese, like it did affect me socially, um, but I just never thought I could do anything about it, you know. So I didn't focus on trying to fix it all that much. I mean, I knew I needed to lose weight, but it just never like it never clicked with me to at least try. I just kind of let it ride, you know. Sure. Sure. Um, and it was and, only and I, like, I think that. No, go ahead. I didn't want to cut you off. I didn't know. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, it's okay. Uh, the uh, uh, and it was only until April of last year that I that it, you know I really fully realized that I needed to lose this weight, like truly. Right. So April of last year, you you kind of came to this realization. Like, was it just a culmination of all these things that you've already talked about going on, adding up, or was there a, a triggering incident? I know sometimes people have that moment uh, that make that causes them to see they need to make a change. What, what, what do you think contributed to shifting your perspective? Well, actually, I think the, the biggest thing that happened was that I ended up, uh, it was like, it was a combination of two things that happened within the same day. So I woke up and my ankle was in so much pain that I, I had to limp around my house for most of the day. And I managed mm. to make my I managed to make myself go to work that day, even though I was in a lot of pain. And on that same day is when I received a disciplinary warning for my attendance at my job. So those yeah. two things, to, those two things together happening in the same day, just kind of made me open my eyes, and I'm like, "Oh crap, really? Like I let it get this bad?" So, yeah, that's that. That was essentially my my switch moment or click moment. And, and how did that, what was, definitely, what was, so, because uh, I, I think that's something that sometimes a, a lot of people deal with, like, especially, like, I'm a bit older, so, you know, I, I think weight was less likely, you know, to be as common as, as it was, it can be, you know, more recently, so I, I think now there's more people growing up who are just having those those big friends, too, and seeing other big people around, and it's not as as odd, so... It it is almost like that perspective can be, you know, it, it's not an issue until it becomes an issue. Uh, what what went through your head when you realized that you did need to make that change? Like, how did you formulate a plan? Like, where what were your first steps? Like, I think that's something that people would like to hear about. Like, how you go from, okay, this is an issue, and now I need to do something about it. Like, what how do you, how did you get into action? Well, 
as as far as what I did, uh, when I realized that I really needed to make a change, I knew that um, I had definitely had to change my eating habits. At the very least, I had to change what I was eating on a regular basis. So I just kind of initially focused on, okay, what can I do to change my food? Um, what mm. am I? What are my, what are my habits right now? You know, I just I just kind of overhauled my my intake really like I focus on my nutrition um I had watched a lot of other you know fitness youtubers um like I, I don't know if you've heard of uh Alan from Every Damn Day Fitness uh oh yeah Swole Normus uh you know oh, I follow Beast to Beast he's he's a really awesome channel that I like to follow considering he literally did the exact same thing that I do in um so I, I watched these guys and, and learned a lot through their channels. And I'm like, okay, so uh, what can I do right now to help myself kind of get into that state that I needed to get into to start losing this weight the right way? Because I didn't, because I, you know, surgery popped through my head and I, and I kept telling myself, like, I don't, I don't want to do surgery. I heard a lot of horror stories about surgery. Uh, I know a couple people that had it that don't, you know, regret they they, they did it. Um, so I kind of threw that option out the window almost immediately, but it did cross my mind. Um, but I decided that I was going to lose weight the regular way, the right way. Uh, not, not necessarily the right way, but like the the non-medical way, right? Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. So, and I essentially just focused on changing my food habits starting off. I did it. I did it slowly, you know, because when I was at work, I would always go out and buy fast food or go to the in store marketplace we have it in the lunchroom that has all these little like processed foods and snacks and everything so i'd spend a lot of money doing that um i'd eat like a lot of food because i'm a big eater like i love eating tons of food and it's not that i never wanted to eat good food i enjoyed good whole foods it's just that i also ate a lot of that in conjunction with really bad foods that i like the taste of so I had to essentially wean myself off of eating the really, really crappy foods while maintaining my desire for eating regular good whole foods, which I enjoy already. Um, and then I started going to just making a, a habit of trying to go to the gym, just like go to the gym, try some stuff out. You don't don't worry about a program or, you know, an exercise plan. Just go to the gym and try stuff out. That way I could make it a routine for me to just go to the gym instead of like worrying about what I need to do when I get in the gym, because a lot of new uh, people, when they go to the gym or they're trying to lose weight and they focus on their fitness before the nutrition, they end up getting the paralysis by analysis. When they go to the gym, they don't know what they're doing. They're like, okay, we got like 25 different machines and you know, I have no idea what's going on. I got people staring at me, stuff like that. They, they get, they get that gym anxiety. Um, so for me, one of the things I did is I just went to the gym. I didn't care what I was doing. I was just like, all right, let's try a couple sets of this machine, see how it feels. Let's try a couple sets of this exercise, see how it feels. And I just did that for a couple months just to get used to going to the gym and being in the gym. And then, uh, after a couple months of going is when I started formulating an actual exercise regimen that would benefit me as a morbidly obese individual in losing weight. That makes complete sense. Like building that habit. Had had you at any other point in your life been a gym goer at all, or was this like a new thing for you getting in there? 
Uh, it was it was pretty much a new thing. I had gone to gyms before, but never for any long, consistent basis. Um, and I never really took it seriously before. So this time around, it was like, all right, hardcore. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to learn as much as I can. And I'm going to utilize it to the best of my abilities. You know, like uh, every, every one of us has like, you know, been to a gym here and there. Like, yeah, I'll go work out with my buddy today. You know, we have that friend that likes to go to the gym and maybe he invites us out. So we get a, a workout with them or whatever, you know, we're talking about. So, but consistently that the first time was last year in April. That's great. And I, I like that approach that you took in terms of just that getting in there and, and making it happen. Like you need to, like, I think that's the rock sometimes that people have trouble getting around. Um, I, I want to jump back to your food for a second. Cause what was your, your your eating before you 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 changed started changing things up you started to get into that you were a big eater um you you ate a lot of healthy food with some of the bad stuff mixed in do you think that it was just that you were in the cuz i i think in a lot of ways sometimes like i i talk to guys and they they almost fall into two camps there's there's people that are just big eaters like are kind of raised to be big eaters and then there are people that actually kind of have like food compulsion and and food issues like do you think you were either or or a mixture of the two like what do you what do you think your biggest issues with food really were at the end of the day i think for me honestly it was probably just the fact that i really love to eat and feel full when i eat so mm. and it, like and like i said it doesn't have to be all bad food like i could completely stuff myself with chicken veggies rice and stuff like that um, but even even with those kinds of foods that are good for you there's still limits you can't just sit there and eat like you know, two pounds of rice and like a pound of chicken in one sitting. That's oh different. yeah. Um, but I could like that's something that I would do. My family, being Hispanic, they cooked a lot of rice, a lot mm -hmm. of beef, a lot of chicken. You know, they they cooked good foods overall, but I ate a lot of them and a lot of it. And they were the kind of family that'd be like, "Oh yeah, you need to eat more." No, 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 Which is you know another thing that I took issue with growing up is like, "Hey, you're gonna make you're gonna say stuff about my weight, but you're gonna feed me." all this food, like, mm. like, what are you doing? You know? So for me, I was just a real big eater. I loved eating a lot. Um, and I think my weakness food was like very rich, decadent, like, uh, creamy things. So I loved like, mm. uh, like, like cakes and cream pies and, you know, cheesecake and like all that hypercaloric dense stuff that I couldn't get enough of. So, and obviously, I enjoyed fast food too. But really, who who doesn't for the most part? Oh, for sure. And that, and that's funny. You talk about you know the family issue. Like I I had a grandmother who would always comment on my weight, but then she served dessert at every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like at her house, there was always something, always pastry coming out after you ate. So you could eat a big breakfast, and then she was bringing out a cake. And I'm like, I don't. There's a there's a disconnect there, but. Uh, you know, I think yeah. I think families families can show show love through food a lot of times and not realize what they're doing. So I think that that's a oh, natural thing a lot of us experience. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, that actually that actually touches based on a subject that I because uh, I just recently put out a video um, about uh, misguided help where people mm. think that they're going to help you, um, but in reality they're not helping you. And uh, one of the stories that I told was my tracksuit plus cake situation. Where mm -hmm. on, my, on my 15th birthday, uh, my father got me a tracksuit 
as a birthday gift because he made, he wanted to make a big statement about my weight to make, you know, to tell me, dude, you need to lose weight. But then he also gave me a cake for my birthday because, you know, when it's your birthday, you eat cake. And mm-hmm. I, was, I, I was just like combination of confused and pissed off. And I'm like, what, what like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> Tracksuit and then cake. That, like, why? You know? But I, you know, uh, that it, it comes from a place of love when it comes to families like that. You know, they're just trying to help. They just don't know how. Oh, for sure. And I definitely think parents uh, often, you know, they're almost paralyzed themselves because they don't know what to do. So I, I think that makes a lot of, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so you're a big eater. Uh, what, I, what I think people are curious, will probably be curious about is so when you make a decision to start, you know, eating healthier and you know, eating smaller portions or controlling your intake. How did you, you know, what was that like for you mentally? Like to be changing that, like, were you, were you trying to find foods that would still fill you up? Like, what was your approach? Cause I know a lot of people take different approaches when it comes to food like that. Like what, what was your avenue to help you um, kind of combat the mental side of it, you know, and the, and the physical satiation side? Well, um, the biggest thing that I tried to do, uh, one of the biggest things I tried to do is I tried to just eat foods. Initially, I just tried to uh, make my foods in smaller portions, but more frequent throughout the day. Um, so I had like the the five to six different meals a day plan situation that I was doing. And um, for the record, my nutrition was, as with a lot of people, was the hardest thing for me to get right. Um, aside from my fitness, like my fitness, I kind of I, I fell into that side pretty easily. It was the nutrition that took me a long time to really get get good with. And uh, to be honest, the biggest thing that I did that helped me get educated and learn more about my nutrition to really <clears throat> to really be successful was I got help. So um, I actually had hired Alan Roberts and his wife Crystal from Everyday Day Fitness as. Uh, a coach, an accountability coach for me. And they actually helped me learn the different skills and things that I needed to be able to keep myself accountable. That That is probably the single biggest thing that I did to make myself successful with my nutrition. Because, well, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of conflicting information out there. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you just need somebody from that knows what they're doing that's trustworthy to show you what to do and then to tell you to hear, okay, you now know, go do it you know, <clears throat> and that's where I learned a lot of my, my nutritional stuff. And how did you come to that decision? Like where did, what, what spurred that on? Like, was it like you were aware? Cause I know you said you were aware of his channel and, um, had, had you reached a point where you realized the limits of your knowledge and knew you needed help? Like what, what spurred that? Yep. So like I, like I said, I started at 365 and then I ended up getting right. myself down to around 325 on my own. Um, just by cutting back my food, uh, trying to eat healthier foods, not not giving in to my need to eat a lot of food at, all the time, you know. So a, a mm-hmm. lot of self, a lot of self control on that aspect, and right. uh, getting that gym routine down helped, you know, getting that activity in. Um, but I was, you know, watching his YouTube videos and whatnot, and I was I realized to myself, I'm like, all right, man, um, you don't really know where to go from here. You know that you needed to eat healthier and less, but you don't really know where the minutia comes in. How do I really hone in on my nutrition to really know what I'm doing is actually going to keep working? 
And, you know, going through Alan's videos and whatnot and him talking about, you know, morbid obesity and how, you know, everything that it can affect you and just the different topics related to it. Um, I kind of felt like he was a very trustworthy man to put my trust in to help me. And he offers coaching services. And I said, you know what? You know, I looked at my wife and I told her, like, I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this coaching service because I, I think I really need it to push me further beyond where I am now. Um, and it just kind of like spurred the moment at that time. I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Let's go. And I did. That's great. I, I think coaching, especially, especially, I think as men, sometimes we, we want to be able to figure problems out on our own and we want to be able to work it through. And I, I think having the maturity to realize sometimes that we need help or we need a different, an additional resource is really important and something that. Oh, yeah. I, like I, when I made the decision to start working with a coach, I had a lot of friends that were like, so you're failing. And I'm like, no, like this, this is another tool I need to use to be successful. Like this isn't about me hitting, you know, hitting a fail point and, and admitting defeat. Like this is me stepping up what I'm doing. Uh, how, how, what was that coaching experience like for you? Like, I, I think that's something that, that would be, you know, unique to hear, like just, from your perspective, like what, what were the big benefits that you get out of that coaching relationship? Well, I think just having, having somebody, if you're like surrounded by people around you that aren't doing the, you know, trying to lose weight and get healthy situation, it can feel really isolating and having Mm -hmm. that, that coaching uh, there to help you stay accountable just makes you feel more connected to people who understand your plight which already is a big boost to your own confidence, knowing that you have someone there to back you up. And on top of that, uh, Alan and Crystal were very uh, you know, meticulous when it came to, okay, you're doing this. They, they really attacked the behavioral aspect of things. Um, and mm. they, made, they, they, they made me do things that helped me realize what I was doing. So like taking pictures of my food, um, I was, you know, making sure to sending them my tracking so they can keep track because they keep, they kept tabs every day. You know, a lot of mm. coaching, a lot of coaching people are like, oh yeah, I'll check in on you in a week, you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, no, these guys checked in every day to make sure you were sticking to the plan every day. And if you weren't, they hone in on it and say, okay, why, what'd you do? Why'd you do it? Let's work through it. You know, it, it was, it was really great. Like it felt like I really had a support system there. And that is also one of the biggest things that can help someone succeed with weight loss um, is just having someone there to help support you. And a lot of a lot of people don't have that. They got to go it alone. And it's tough. Really, really hard. You know. If you don't oh, have it, 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 def- it definitely is. And and I think you're right. Like, I, I think you hit on some key things when it comes to finding a coach there, like having that daily accountability or that regular connection and that regular communication is something that's really essential. Like I, I, I encourage people because I've seen, I, I, I looked at a lot of different coaching programs when I decided on the one that I worked with. And I saw there were a lot of coaches out there that are like, okay, pay me and I'm going to send you your monthly diet and I'm going to check in with you once a week. You know, we'll get an email and once a month we can talk. And for me, I know I needed more. Like, so if you're someone that just needs a little structure, something like that might work out great. But if you're someone you know, especially if you're someone that struggles, I think, with morbid obesity, you need a more hands-on direct coach, even if they are someone, you know, 
that you connect with online because that's what I did as well, like you did. And um, having that person that's going to help you course correct more regularly, I think, is really important and will call out the things that you're doing wrong and, you know, help you identify those behaviors, like building that building that kind of rapport. But also that level of accountability, I think, is really important because it's easy, especially. And again, like I know we talk a lot on this show about like guys that are dealing with real, you know, real morbid obesity. Like there's a lot of ingrained behavior that needs to be overcome and doing that alone can be really rough. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, a lot of it is a lot of it is behavior. You know, when it comes to Mm. being morbidly obese, uh, it's, it's habits that you built that are not good habits. It's behaviors that you're used to doing, eating way too much, uh, binge eating, which goes into a deeper aspect of mental health, you know, because that can be Mm -hmm. uh, mentally damaging. And, uh, you know, sometimes even, even coaches online and, and other coaches can sometimes not be enough as well. Like you have to step back and realize like, Hey, you need counseling, man. You need, you need to go a step above what we can offer you. And, you know, get real, like not real help, but like get more professional help when it comes to mm. like, you know, and that's something that Alan and Crystal push. Like if they feel like you need counseling, like professional counseling, they'll tell you, they'll be like, yo, we're not going to take your money because you need a way higher level of help that we can give you, you know, which is something else that makes I, them super awesome. Like they won't just take your money. Right. You know, and that's the thing is like, I think both of them are very much, you know, anyone who knows, you know, Alan's channel and as, you know, even seeing Crystal on there, like they're straight shooters that are not going to, you know, bury everything and, and make it soft for you. Like they're going to, they're going to let you know kind of the real deal. I, I, so I think that has to have probably been a great experience for you. Can you yeah. tell us about like, so, so how has, how have things evolved for you now with your food and, and your, your workouts? Like where are you, where are you at? Where have you come to now? Well, now, um, I, I know I'm one of the things, the biggest things that happened is, um, Alan and Crystal no longer are coaching me because they felt that I have learned what I needed to learn to be on my own. Um, so they, they kind of let me go. That's another thing that they do is they, once they realize that you don't need their help anymore, they, they let you go no longer, you know, coach you. Um, as far as for me, uh, I, I think my my relationship with food right now is extremely uh, good. Like I eat ninety five percent of the time. I eat really good now. Uh, my portion controls are are really on the point. I will I'll eat you know six to eight ounces of meat per meal. You know, cup of uh, starches. Like I'm very. I've gotten extremely meticulous with the food measurements to the point where I can actually just look at the food and be like, yeah, that sounds about right. And I've actually gone back <clears throat> where I've made those judgment calls on my food and be like, all right, how much is this really though? You know, am I just convincing myself that I'm eating less when I'm eating more? And I've always been right mm-hmm. around where I, I normally would be at. So I'd be like, okay, yeah, that looks about eight ounces of chicken and a cup of rice. And I'll go back and be like, okay, so yeah, it's made, it's like nine ounces and, uh, you know, maybe a cup and a half, but it's still around that ballpark. Um, so that's one of the ways I kind of test myself to see how my mind's eye is working when it comes to food to make mm. sure that I'm actually sticking to um, the levels of food that I should be eating as opposed to you know convincing myself that I need more when I really don't. So that's a really cool trick that I use for myself. 
uh, to kind of help myself uh, get along with the foods that I'm eating to make sure I'm not overdoing it. Um, my gym habits have, have become really, really, really good. I go to the gym at least five times a week. Um, I hit, you know, I, I, I hit all the muscle groups that I need to. I go, I'm an in and out person kind of, uh, person for the gym. I don't like to spend like two hours in the gym. So I'll go in, get my cardio warm up, do some, uh, self myofascial release, get, uh, do my resistance training and then I'm out of there, you know? <laughs> and, yeah, it's just, it's just going really good right now. I actually went through a period where uh, I started doing maintenance calories for my mm. intake, so I could so I could actually kind of um, keep you know make sure my body isn't like kept in a caloric deficit for too long. So I right. kind of stuck to maintenance calories, and now I'm going back to deficit so I can start losing more weight. But I, in the process of being in a maintenance, I built a little bit more muscle too. So, and uh, I started. Uh, studying to be a cpt myself uh, because of this whole journey i've been through and the reactions i've gotten from the people around me that that wanted my help i actually made the decision to be a certified personal trainer to actually help with morbid obese individuals and obese individuals specifically so that's something that i'm doing that's awesome and that's definitely something i want to i i, I want to dive into um Seg when we segue next, I do want to before we jump over to that because I, I think there's there's a lot for us to talk about there. Um, so where just bring us up to speed on where you are with your weight loss and what what your what your personal goals are now with it. Well, um, currently I am at two sixty, um, mm. which is you know it's not super like light, but it's not super heavy either. I'm kind of in between. I'm still losing weight. Um, I plan to get down to 220. My original goal was to get down to 200, which I think I can get to, but I want to see how, how much better I feel at 220 first. Sure. So, and like I said, I, I had a, I did a maintaining, I did maintenance for a while to kind of, cause I'm a big guy. I'm like, I'm six foot one, you know, I got mm. a wide, frame on, I got a wide frame on me and everything. Um, and I got a lot of loose skin. So I kind of wanted to build some muscle to kind of tighten up that loose skin a little bit. But I know it's not gonna sure. it up completely. Uh, no, that may, but yeah, I plan and, and that's also you're you're down over a hundred pounds. That that's awesome, man. That's really good work. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I feel I feel loads better right now than I did, and I know that I'm gonna feel way better in the future when I lose even more weight because it's gonna keep going. Um, you know, I I one of the things that I'm really excited about is in uh, October. Uh, I'm going to be going to Cedar Point. It's an amusement park in Ohio because I live in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to be going to Cedar Point because I love amusement parks, but I never could ride the rides because I was always so big. So one mm -hmm. of the biggest milestones, one of the biggest milestones that I'm looking forward to is going to Cedar Point and being able to ride all the rides like I you know, used to when I was younger. So oh, that'll be awesome, man. That, that's going to, I bet that's going to be a great feeling. That's going to be a great feeling for you. Oh man, I'm excited. <laughs> you should I'm be. Excited. You should be. That that that's great. You should be proud of that. So you started to talk about, you know, you're you're you want to become a, per, a personal trainer. Um, you really have also when you woke up to this idea that you need to, you know, change yourself. It also seemed like a seed was was planted of wanting to help other people because you started a YouTube channel and you're you have an Instagram account. And I know you talk about wanting to support other people on their journeys. Like, where does where do you think that comes from for you? 
Um, I think it just, it makes me feel better knowing that I can help other people do the same. Cause I came from that, from the depths of obesity. I came from that, you know, pit that you can be in and knowing how much better I feel now compared to how I was and seeing other people. Cause I have a lot of close friends of mine that are also obese and morbidly obese, um, friends and family. And one of the reasons that I really wanted to lose uh, weight myself was after I lost a lot of weight for myself, I realized that I wanted to help the people around me too, because I know that they're feeling kind of what I'm feeling. Um, mm. So that's one of the reasons I did it. And then, you know, I made the YouTube channel and the Instagram to kind of inspire to post motivational things, you know, like a lot of, a lot of fitness YouTubers, you know, they like to put out a lot of information, like technical information. I'm really, I just really want to be there to help inspire to show people that it can be done and to maybe give some information on how you can go about doing it yourself, you know, but mostly it's just there to inspire. I want to help inspire and motivate individuals and to shed light on the fact that, you know, being obese, morbid obese is not a good thing and it can be done because a lot of people think it's impossible, but it, it is possible to lose all that weight and, you know, be successful in that respect. And I just love the feeling that it gives me knowing that I'm helping other people. Like it just, it makes me feel fulfilled, which is something a lot of people don't get in this world. You know, we get stuck doing a nine to five job that we don't really care about. We're just there for the paycheck because we have to survive, you know? So we have to find fulfillment and satisfaction in other things in life. And this, this definitely fulfills and satisfies me for sure. You know, make, it makes me feel really, really good about myself and about other people. That's great. I would love I, I, something you something you said jumped out at me. Like I, I'd like to get your perspective because you talked about having friends that are dealing with obesity and weight issues. As someone who's on a weight loss journey and has been su as successful as you've been, what do you think are the best ways to help those people? Like, it, so if someone else is out there and they they're making changes in their life and doing great things, and they're looking at friends and family members who are in that place that they used to be. Like, what, what do you think is, is the best way to approach that situation or should it be approached or not? Like, I, I'm just interested in your general perspective. Well, when it comes to helping an individual, I think just letting them know that you're there and that you're available is probably the best thing you can do because you don't want to push somebody that isn't ready to be pushed because if you do that, then you're essentially just going to be pushing them away from you. So if you want to help somebody in that situation, just let them know that you're there and that you're whenever they need your help, you're willing to help, you know, just be like, Hey man, I notice that you're trying to do, make some changes. I notice that you are, um, you know, looking at trying to lose weight or looking at trying to get into fitness a little more. I, I know a thing or two about that stuff. So if you ever need any help, I'm here for you. You know, just, just letting them know that you're there for them can make the difference in their, in their world because then they don't feel so alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. you don't have to sit there and be like, oh, man, let's get your TDE. Let's get your calories. Let's really hone in. Let's let's bust it out. You know, you don't want to go crazy with them. You know what I'm saying? I feel like just being there is is good. I, I think that's I think that's spot on. I, you, you obviously don't want to, you know, tell them you have all the answers for them. But being that putting that support in place and, and leading by example, you know, living. Living the life you're living, I think, is probably showing a lot of people that it's possible. So I think that's that's really great. 
I know because of your, I, I actually um, have watched some of your YouTube videos. Um, and, oh, awesome. you know, obvi- uh, obviously having connected, you know, you're, you, you're connected with Alan and, and, you know, I'm very, I've, you know, I've seen almost everything on his channel and, and, you know, I've talked to John recently, you know, obese to beast. Uh, we know that the healthy at every size and fat acceptance are big buzzword topics right now in the, in the fitness and weight loss sphere. And just like kind of, in that social media sphere in general. Uh, and you put out a video talking about your perspective on, on healthy at every size and fat acceptance. And I wondered if, if you could talk a little bit about that and we could, we could dialogue a little bit about, you know, what, what all of that, you know, means and the impact of, of all of that. I, when it comes to health at every size, man, I, I feel like they're really trying hard to convince themselves that their state of being is a good state of being. Mm-hmm. I, I just find it difficult to believe that these people can, can truly think that they can be healthy at that size when being that size can physically affect you in such a poor way. There's no way you can deny how you feel. There's like no way you can deny it and there's no way you can hide it. If you're in pain, people are going to see that you're in pain, you know, and you can, you know, you can say that, you, oh, yeah, I'm healthy as much as you want. But we know you're not and you know you're not. And it's just really sad that people are trying this hard to convince themselves that they're okay and they know they're not. And it's just more sad to me than anything. But it's also extremely damaging because you have younger, impressionable folk with the level of obesity rising in the country. You have younger and younger individuals that are that, are that obese who are seeing these things and convincing themselves as well that it's okay when you're a teenager. You're in probably the most socially uh, chaotic part of your life when it comes to being like high school and navigating through social circles with other, you know, teens and stuff like that. So seeing stuff like that can be extremely damaging to younger individuals, in my opinion. Um, And it's like, I just hope that eventually these individuals open their eyes, they, they step away from that kind of movement and they realize that they're wrong. And the fact that they're trying to refute science, you know, that that's the biggest thing as well. Like, you can't sit there and say, oh, yeah, we're healthy. We're more really obese. Like, no, science says you're not. And science doesn't care about your opinion. You know, facts are facts. Gravity is gravity. <laughs> Being morbidly obese will kill you, period. You know? Right. And, and, I, and I think, and, and this is something I know, you know, Alan's talked about. Like, there, there's such a thing at as working towards your health at any size at every size. Oh yeah. But being like textbook healthy. And to me, the thing that just blows my mind is now people wanting to say that, you know, the, the medical definitions of healthy are fat shaming and are not accurate. Like not even, and it's not even about making fun of, you know, BMI. Like we all know the BMI chart has a lot of flaws to it. Like, you know, but Like, just the idea that they're saying, you know, having medical issues and diseases and physical problems don't make you unhealthy. Like, they want to change the definition of the word healthy. And that, for me, like, is really the insanity. Like, that's the real part that. Oh, man, that's really bad. (laughs) Like, changing the definition of the word. It's it's like changing, you know, and, and again, like, it's not about. It's not about aesthetics and beauty because there are people that find people of all shapes and sizes beautiful. Um, and I think that that's fantastic that that, have it, that, that happens. Um, 
you know, and in a lot of ways, like it's a wonderful thing, you know, for people to to realize that, you know, they don't have to define their worth, but to, to, I know for me, I lived for decades in an unhealthy body, but because I wanted to eat, I chose to just ignore and deny the, um, the crippling amount of pain I was in and the, in the amount of damage I was doing. Like it's, there's such a, a, a strong barrier of denial. And, and I also think part of it is, you know, feeling helpless and feeling like change isn't possible because of trying and failing. I think that's a, a pattern of behavior for a lot of people that enter into that sphere. You know, they've tried for so long to change and then it's just, it's not something they've, they've stuck to. So, you know, what does that mean? Like how does, you know, how does that influence that behavior? But like you said, like, it's really, there's a lot of convincing going on. Like you have to like, if you have to keep screaming that you're healthy for people to, you know, to try to get people to think that you're healthy, you're not. Like, I, I think like that it's, let's, let's, and let's realize, and yes, like, and again, like, I know this is even something Alan has said, like, someone who's 20 to 40 pounds overweight might actually be textbook definition of healthy and fine. Like, but that's not what we're talking about. Like, the, it's the extremes yeah. of the movement. It's the extremes of the movement that have the loudest voices. And I think that's always happens in everything, no matter what, you know, it's always the, you know, even in, in, you know, weight loss and dietary communities like vegan or keto or anything along those lines, like it's the more extreme people that have the loudest voices, you know, and they're the ones that become the representatives. And I think that's what's happened with this, you know, quote unquote movement is the representatives are the people that, you know, post a video of themselves walking across a room and get winded and try to say, see, I'm fine. And it's like, there's such a disconnect. And, you know, and I think we like as people who were in that condition before can also see more of what's going on for people, you know, and see through some of the the facade. Oh, yeah. And that's and that's part of the reason why I also wanted to, you know, put out the YouTube channel as well is because I wanted to spread the knowledge of as someone who was morbidly obese and still losing weight, I know exactly where they are, uh, where they where they're coming from. I've been there and I want to be a voice out there amongst many other voices to tell them that it's not the greener pasture. You know, accepting yourself as a good person is entirely different than accepting the fact that you're unhealthy at your size and doing something mm. about it, you know? And uh, a lot of people lose that in translation. They, you know, they're, they're too focused on how uh, they see themselves as a person. They're too focused on aesthetics and they're, they're not realizing that their health is a science-based, you know, situation. You know, the more weight you have on your body, uh, you know, the more pressure it puts on your joints, the more pressure it puts on mm -hmm. your bones. And you can only take so much. The human body can only take so much, you know. You're not going to overload a, a Volkswagen with two tons of cargo on its roof, right? So why would you try right. to do that with your body? You know, why would you try to overload your body like that? And, that's, you know, it's, that's, just a, it's just a matter of, of, of realizing that and knowing that. And, and a lot of people don't want to accept it, um, which is, like you said, this, that's where a lot of people come in with their trying to convince themselves and they become the loudest voice in the room. And, and like I said, I, I mostly find it really sad because we have individuals that probably do know better, but they're trying really hard to find a place where they can, you know, feel accepted and they can accept themselves because they haven't yet. Mm. So. For sure. And, and I think, 
that's something that I, I've always tried to say on, on my journey is, you know, I, ha- I had to love myself enough to, to want to make the change, like, and realize that there are parts of my behavior that I didn't like. You know, I, I, you, you should love yourself every day, even if you don't like yourself every day. Like, there's, it's, exactly. it's not always about it. And saying that you want to physically change the condition your body's in is not saying you hate yourself. It's not saying you hate anything about yourself, you know, except that pain, except that, that self-inflicted pain. And, and I think sometimes that gets missed because we just want to, as I think as human beings, we want to, we want to bring everything to headline level and not go deeper. So you want to lay, they want to label things and they want to label people that talk about, you know, their weight loss journeys as fat shamers and people trying to shame other people. And, I think they miss the point of that someone is is excited that they've gotten their life back because their life was gone before. Like there's oh, yeah. there's so much perspective and and so I'd like to, you know what one of the one of the things like I want to give you a chance as we're talking about this is like as someone who was was morbidly obese if there's someone out there listening who hasn't been in that position what do you think are they what do you think are the big the big things they need to know about that life that that they might not understand? Well, coming as as a formerly obese individual, if you haven't been down that road, then and you don't really understand how it feels to be like that, um, the one thing I can say is, uh, if you want a metaphor, it feels like you are just barely treading water. Like you are, mm-hmm. you are body. Most of your body is underneath the surface, and the only thing that's that's above grasping for air is is like your nose. You know, you're reaching up constantly, trying to keep yourself from falling further in. You know, you're feeling tired all the time. Uh, you're feeling demotivated all the time. You can't tie your shoes properly. Like I, you know, one of the things that I had to do was I had to, uh, you know, prop my feet up to put my shoes on. You know, mm. uh, you know, going upstairs can be you know, a physical challenge, walking for long distances can be a physical challenge. Uh, uh, Transporting yourself can be a physical challenge that I talked about an embarrassing moment in one of my videos where uh, I couldn't wear my seatbelt in the car I had because I was too big. And the cop literally let me go and told me, you need to get an extender for your safety. And I'm going to let you go this time. You know, he he felt bad for me. You know, Mm. embarrassing, embarrassing moments like that, you know, that can really if if you got you know people doing that kind of stuff it it just sends a message you know it it affects your everyday life you know like you can't just go out and hang out with friends who like to do a lot of active stuff because you're going to be holding them back you're going to feel bad about it you know uh your work performance is going to suffer because you're going to be moving slower especially if you're doing a job that requires you to do a lot of movement like the like a production line at a manufacturing facility um your focus is going to suffer because you're not going to be able to focus on your work as much because you're mentally going to be clouded. You're going to be thinking about your next meal. You're going to feel like crap because you don't have the high amounts of sugar that your body's used to or whatever. There's just so much to it that people who haven't been there don't understand. Um, and that's, and like I said, this is why I want to help spread the word. I want to help be a voice to show people this is what we deal with, you know, and it's not a joke it's something serious that we need to change, you know? That's a, that's a great perspective, Eli. I think that's really a great perspective. And I, I think you, you definitely are showing 
that that you want to put yourself out there as an inspiration to people and and offer that support. I think that's really fantastic. And I appreciate you coming on my show to be able to kind of share that message because I, I hope that people will will reach out to you after this and, and look to make those connections and, and build, you know, look for that inspiration. I think you've got some great messages in your in your videos on your YouTube channel already, and I'm sure there's some more exciting things to come. So I, I really look forward to seeing it. Hell yeah, what, man. I appreciate Definitely, definitely. And and what if anything, is, are there any topics that we haven't gotten into yet that you really wanted to talk about today, you know, with the audience of the Fat Guy Forum? Um, man, I think we hit a lot of a lot of different topics on off. Definitely. Right on the head. Um, I, you know, overall, as, as far as just if you're if you're a morbidly obese individual or you're an obese individual and you're on the fence, just start. Just do one thing, let it snowball and let it become a waterfall of success. That's, that's, you know, that's the one message, one thing I want to put out to people out there. Just start. You won't regret it. They definitely will not. They definitely will not. So we'll, we're going to talk in a minute about how people can connect with you. I want to get into that. But before we do that, I've introduced a new feature here on the Fat Guy Forum that I call the Fat Guy Five. It's five questions that I'm gonna throw at you and you're just gonna give me your answers to them, okay? All right, let's do it. Okay, yeah. And you know, long or short, whatever you need to, you know, whatever you wanna say, is, this, is your, this is your chance to answer these questions. So here we go, people, today's Fat Guy Five. Question number one, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Living or dead, who is my favorite fat guy? Yeah. Hmm. Man, that's a uh, that's interesting. Uh <laughs> Um, do they have to be real people? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, I've I had people have, bring I'd, up fictional characters already, so I I I honestly I'd probably have to say Peter Griffin just because he's hilarious. <laughs> he's There a, you go. Like he's just a hilarious oh, and, guy. And he's he is certainly a fat guy. So I think he fits. That's perfect. And seeing as I'm from Rhode Island, I appreciate that as well. Um, knowing that that's <laughs> yeah, where they, where they where they live, you know that I, that was I, not I, that I, was I, not planned, people. <laughs> see, serendipity. That's an awesome. That's an awesome coincidence. Uh, question number two: Thinking back to when you were, you know, at your heaviest, when you were morbidly obese, what was your quintessential fat guy meal? Oh man, my quintessential fat guy meal. Yeah, it it would have to be probably a bacon a double baconator, large fry, um, a sweet tea, and mm. then a bowl and then a bowl of oatmeal. Mm. Oatmeal, interesting. I I love how oatmeal. Did, so. how, <laughs> how did you eat? How did you eat your oatmeal? Like, did you add anything to it? Was was there a flavor you liked? Oh yeah, man! I added a bunch of stuff to it, you know, pancake syrup and chocolate chips, nice. and you know, all peanut butter and bananas and also I I put all sorts of stuff there, man. My my bowls of oatmeal would be like a thousand plus calories on their own. It was ridiculous. Oh wow! I don't, oh, I don't wow. do that anymore. I don't do that anymore though. Uh, <laughs> oh. I mean, I, I I still eat oatmeal, but I'm very mm. very uh you know conservative with what I add to it. So your relationship with oatmeal has developed, has matured. Oh, yeah. There we sure. go. That's awesome. Question number three. Uh, 
What is your one biggest tip to other fat guys out there that want to make change? Um, well, I, I get help. If you feel like you need help, if you're even if you're even questioning whether you need the help, get help. Whether it's online mm. coaching, whether it's going to a counselor to talk about maybe food addiction or your just your relationship or you know, maybe you just want to learn a little bit about nutrition and you want to just see your nutritionist to ask him a bunch of questions about food. Just do it. Just do something to get yourself further along. And you'll start to, like I said, create that snowball effect. Just get started and get help if you need it. That's, that's great advice. Question number four, what book, podcast, YouTube channel, or other resource would you suggest to someone who needs motivation? Well, uh, we've talked about them a lot already, <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I, I, yeah, I would I would suggest Alan Roberts at Every Damn Day Fitness. Man, he is a straight shooter. He is an honest, caring man. Him and his wife love helping people. Uh, they have a strong message. He can be pretty abrasive. Um, so if you don't have a thick skin, then be prepared. But mm. his message is real and it comes from his heart so if you are looking for motivation if you're looking for you know something to kind of get you get your gears going check him out that's that's who i would recommend amongst i I can recommend a lot of other people too you know but i think my he would be the one one person i would recommend i think i saw that coming but i I think it was good you know and i hope everyone listening realizes that there's this this is not an alan roberts sponsored episode of the fat guy forum you know this is you know, this is this is just real. Like we are, you know, you obviously have have a deeper connection with him, but he's someone that I, I've talked about a lot because I think that like his message is solid. And if you actually get past some of the bluster sometimes, you yeah. you see that like his his heart is is amazing in terms of what, how he actually cares for people. So I I appreciate that yeah. answer. I think you you nailed yeah. that one. He's made a profound like he's helped me make profound changes in my life, and I I will never be able to repay him. So. You know, I just, you know, it's, it, he's great. Him and his wife are both awesome. That's awesome. And the last question of the Fat Guy 5, Eli, tell me, one of your non-weight loss or fitness goals for the next year? One of my non-weight loss or fitness goals for the next year? Uh, well, yes. uh, I'm, a, I'm a big nerd. So, and I love, you know, I like video games. I love tabletop role-playing games specifically. And mm-hmm. uh, one of my biggest goals, because my 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 schedule is always super super crazy. And uh, as far as a hobby goal, is to be able to run a string of sessions into a campaign successfully without getting completely interrupted and it falling to the wayside. <laughs> because I love hanging out with my friends, and everyone's nice. schedule is so hectic nowadays with all all the stuff going on. And I love oh, hanging yeah. out with people. And tabletop gaming is something I really really enjoy. So I just want to be able to run a, a, a lengthy campaign without it falling falling to crap <laughs> due to schedule. Great. I think that I think that sounds it's good to have goals that are, you know, are gonna increase the fun in your life, you know, and, and connection with people. That yeah. sounds really great, man. All, all work so, and no play it's for dull time. For sure. So if there's anyone out there who is, you know, obese, morbidly obese or, or just on some kind of journey that wants to connect with you or Hey, maybe, you know, at the end there, we hit on a topic that we didn't really dive into that much, you know, that, that, that nerdy geeky side of you with the tabletop gaming. And I know you've, you've got, you know, some great 
Dragon Ball art in the background in some of your videos. Like there's, you know, you've, you've got that side of you. If anyone wants to connect with you on all of that, where can they find you? And, and talk about your YouTube channel too, so people know where to, to track that down. Well, uh, yep, I got the YouTube channel, Awaken the Wolf Fat Loss. On YouTube, is literally just like that, Awaken the Wolf Fat Loss. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Awaken the Wolf Fat Loss, separated by underscores. Um, and I don't, like, I have my personal Facebook page, so if you want to, you know, find me through there, you can at, you know, my name's Eli Vasquez with a Z. Um, so if you want to kind of hook, you know, talk to me there, I'm open to talking to people there. Um, I don't, like, do, like, I, I'm not, I don't have like Twitter and, 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 you know, Snapchat and all that stuff. Oh, like sure. A lot of people, I just kind of stick to YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, I was actually toying around with the idea of starting like an Awaken the Little Fat Loss Facebook group when I got, you know, when, when I got a little bit more of a following. Um, so, you know, but yeah, you can reach me in those three platforms. Uh, you know, talk, I, I love talking about anything nerd and I love talking about anything weight loss. So, yeah, reach out. Let me know. You know, I'd love to love to hear from you. I'd love to talk to you. Awesome. Well, I'm sure if anyone ha out there has a question or even just wants to give some feedback to Eli, I'd appreciate you reaching out to him and, like you're saying, you know, get in get in there now and and make those connections and and watch where where things are going to go for him because I, I see you know some great stuff coming, especially with that. You know, you're going to get certified, and I'm sure that's going to build into something for you. Uh, so I. Eli, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for, for joining us here on the Fat Guy Forum. And uh, is there are there any last words you want to throw out before we go? Like I said before, if you're thinking about starting, just start. You might not think you have the willpower or the determination to push through and be successful, but I guarantee you that you do. You just need to give yourself that little push. Great. Well, I will put links to all of Eli's social in the, the show notes for this episode. Thank you all again for joining us today on the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, reminding you to go out and do something amazing because you're amazing people. Track me down on the Instagram, Twitter, or you can email the show. All of that will be in the show notes as well. As always, have a great day, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode real soon.